Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him a little bit more this morning. Take me up just a little bit, Don. Praise the Lamb of God. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Let me just help somebody here. Do you want an immediate lift in your mental health? If you don't, then just disregard what I'm about to say. Do you want an immediate lift in your mental space, your mental, your help, your thought processing? It's Thanksgiving. Grateful. Ingratitude is always looking what you don't have. Take just a moment and think about what you do have. You have opportunity. You are here. Last night the glory of God came into this house and I, I feel him now. I'm thankful this morning for you. I'm thankful this morning for him. I'm thankful that somebody's going to walk out of here different than what they came. I'm thankful that those that were not able to be here, it will have another moment, Lord, like this. Lord, it is right now, Father, that you have gathered us together, Lord. We want to enter into your gates with thanksgiving, Lord. And, Father, what will follow is praise. Lord, you are good and your mercy. Oh, my God, your mercy. My God, your mercy, Lord, endures forever. Lord, we don't want another service and another sermon, Lord God. We don't want to go through the motions this morning. Lord, we want an encounter with the living God. Oh, mighty God, let every barrier, every blockade, every thought, Lord, every diabolical, Lord God, deception of the enemy broken right now. Lord, I pray, oh, I hear the sound, Lord. I hear the sound, oh God, of the abundance of rain, Lord. Oh, merciful God, I believe today, Lord God, lives will be transformed. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for being the privileged church of the last day. We thank you, Lord, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for salvation. We thank you, Lord God, for health in our minds, health in our bodies, Lord. We thank you today for your goodness and mercy. Jesus' name. Come, Come on, on and say amen. amen. Give, Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Let's enter in. Let's enter in right now. Lord, we establish the government in your name, Lord God. Let your will be done in this house. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Praise God.
I so want the remnant to arise. I so want the remnant to arise. Just to keep going on that thought of Elijah on Carmel. Fire came down from heaven. The false images were image has a voice they were shut their mouths were shut but it didn't we get all excited and we stop right there and we shout and we go wasn't it great when Elijah brought fire down on caramel I like melted caramel just as much as the next person brought fire down on caramel but he didn't stop there. There was this issue. It hadn't rained in three and a half years. That would be appropriate. He didn't preach a sermon. The Bible says that the prophet, the man of God, with the word of God on his lips, he put his knees to the ground. It tells us more what he did. What's the second part he did? He buried his face in his knees. I'm not as limber as I used to be. That's a lot harder to do. He wasn't a young man either. See, I can't even get this knee to bend all the way. Oh, I'm getting a cramp. No, I can get up. I'm not that old yet. Good Lord. And he, but he did, what did he do? He prayed. He prayed once. And he, he didn't get back up. What did he do? He told the servant, go look. Seven times. And on the seventh time, the servant came back. He said, it ain't much. It ain't much. It's just a remnant. It's just a little bitty cloud. See, that's what we call a remnant. A remnant is a part of the whole. You see what rose out of the sea. It rose out of the sea. The remnant rose out of the sea. The sea is humanity. The remnant rose out of the sea. It wasn't much, but it about the size of a man's hand. But it was a, just enough of the whole thing to be a rainmaker. And as they rose up, they rose up. I just got to add some New Testament to it. That little remnant must have, must have had that turn into a shower, a downpour, a deluge, a deluge. I don't know. Maybe out of their belly started flowing rivers of living water. <laughs> Maybe 
that remnant got a hold of a source that was somewhere other than inside themselves and they turned into an outpouring but it gets better than that that outpouring started a move of the spirit that caused the prophetic to move at chariot pace. Ahab couldn't beat, couldn't beat. The Holy Spirit is going to enable the proclaimers, the prophetic, to accomplish more in a land time work than has ever been accomplished before. I appreciate the message of the remnant. I want to know one thing and one thing only. Who counts themselves among that remnant? Let us rise from the sea in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, we glorify your name. Glorify your name, Lord. Back to Elijah. No, I'm not going to do it. I got stuff, but I'm going to save it. We're so thankful that you've chosen to be here with us this morning. We believe God has got great things in store. I believe many of you already feel the presence of his spirit. We're going to ask our ushers to make their way down today. We're going to be receiving our morning tithe and offering, but also we want to bless our guests today. So as the Lord leads you this morning, I want you to designate. You can give online through text to give. You can go to our website or you can go to our, our app. But uh, simply text to that number, CC Greenville, uh, Crossroads Church Greenville, to that number, and it'll be a prompt that comes up. Just punch on that. Put down a guest speaker, and we will make sure that everything that comes in, uh, we bless them with. Amen? Did you enjoy the presence of the Lord last night? We just we have an old tradition here, and if you if you miss, this is what we tell you: Nana, Nana, Boo, Boo. Okay, you got to be here. Amen. I don't want you to miss the night. I want you to come expecting. In fact, I want you just throughout the day as the Lord leads you, I just want you to begin to welcome him, praise him, because we understand that there is nothing accomplished without the presence of God. And our, our goal is to see you transformed by the power of God and to be everything that God has called you to be. Father, we come before you today, Lord, and we are so grateful for the privilege, Lord God, Lord, that we can give into the kingdom of the Lord. And we thank you, Father God, for Pastors David and Gloria. We thank you, Lord, for the ministry and the revival spirit that you have birthed in them, Lord God, from the every, very, very early age. And that, Lord, you're continuing, Lord, to cause that fire, Lord God, to continue to burn brightly. And, Lord, I just pray today that you would speak to the hearts of those that are here, Lord, as to how, Lord God, abundantly we may bless them. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, because we know today we can never outgive you. We love you and praise you. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you as you give today.
You know, one thing I've noticed about the Lord is he's repetitious. He, he just does things. In fact, my, our dear friends, Pastors Lonnie and Carolyn Harris, are sitting on the front row right now. And we started out in ministry. Uh, we started out as their youth pastors a few, a couple of decades ago. Maybe just one, I don't know. But you know what the amazing thing is? Is we started out as youth pastors in Bowie, Texas. Uh, under Joe Childs, and then I went. We went and ministered with them in Kilgore, Texas. But Pastor Lonnie used to. They used to pastor that church in Bowie. Now his son Justin, their son Justin, pastors the church in Bowie, where where we started out, where they once pastored, and now our son is the youth pastor under their son in Bowie, Texas. And Pastor Gloria, the Lord just started, he started speaking to me as I came up here. Now, there was just across the street a Bethel Assembly of God that merged with this church several years ago. The very first revival that started a worldwide evangelistic ministry started with Pastor Gloria just across the street. In Green, her first revival was held in Greenville, Texas. And the Lord would say unto you, what I have started, I am refiring. You being here is a witness to what he is doing. What you started is restarting for this day. Could you welcome to this pulpit this morning, Pastor Gloria? Cause when he stands, the enemy flees. They all came and bowed his knee. Let the lion of Judah let him roar. Well, you can be seated. Y'all are messing me up bad. <laughs> really bad. I wrote that song in your office a few moments ago. <laughs> now I'm feeling the impact of that one. You need to understand Satan will do everything he can to get you off target, he'll do everything he can to get you off focus. And you can't let him do that. So out of the tribe of Judah, listen, not letting him. Honey, he can do what he wants to do. They have a song called Let the Lion Roar. Well, no, honey, we don't have to let him. He roars where his spirit is moving. huh? And where Satan attacks his church, he's going to stand up and make them bow at his feet. This is what's getting ready to happen in our nation. We are getting ready to see all the wickedness fall down. God said, I'll do it in a moment's time. 
He'll begin to fall left and right, says the Lord. Those that have touched the work of my kingdom, those that have touched the nation that I have blessed. Because out of this nation, says the Lord, I have sent many, many of my labors into the harvest. So when I roar, says God, everyone will hear it, including the wicked. Amen. Well, are we all ready? Now, if you, you want to jump up and sing, you jump up and sing, sing if, if you, you want, want to. If you don't, just sit there. If you can't stand it any longer, you might need to run around the building, but whatever you need to do, do it decently and in order. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to introduce uh, Krista there on the end. She is a pastor's daughter, has led praise and worship for a long time because her daddy insisted. And when she was a teenager, he'd have to say, Krista, come back here. We're going to pray. You're not going out there acting like that. So she knows how to act. And then David, he's been in my church since he was three months old. I dedicated him to God. He's one of my boys. He belongs to me. And his mama shares him with me. Amen. And this, this is my daughter, and she better do everything I tell her to. You know she doesn't, though. But at, you know what I do, though? She works for me at the church, gets a paycheck. And so I tell her all the time, I say, Dee Dee, your own salary. Don't you forget. She said, Mama, that's just pocket change. I could walk. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> she didn't say that. Anyway, this is Dee Dee. My husband of 60 years, David, who has taken me and driven and flown all over the world with me. David Fajardo, stand up. I sure love him. I don't need anyone else but you. No, I'm not going to do that. Amen. Are we ready? Let's worship the Lord. All right, y'all stand to the feet. Come on. <laughs> Wandering into the night, wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this bag of bones. And I try with all my mind, yeah. I just can't win. Fight. I'm slowly drifting, oh vagabond. Just when I ran out of I'm I didn't know He told me that I was not alone Pick me up, turn me around Place my feet on the solid ground I thank Master, I thank the Savior Because He healed my heart He changed my Come on, we're going to need your help this morning. Come on, sing with us. I cannot deny what I've seen. Got no choice but to believe. My doubts are burning. Oh, like ashes in the So, so long to my old friend. Burning in bitterness. You can't just keep on moving. No, you're not welcome here. Down till I walk streets of gold 
Come on, David, one more song. One more song.
touch me. carry healing in her pocket I just carry the name of Jesus what do you need how bad do you want it how bad do you want that miracle I've been prayed for before well hey I didn't say I was going to pray for you I didn't tell you I was going to pray for you did I I told you to believe until you believe you're not going to receive you can go to Benny Hinn or Roberts, Catherine, Pullman, all if they're still alive. Benny Hinn's alive. But... Old Roberts laid his hand on me back about three years ago, four years ago. I was sitting right next to him in an auditorium. And he leaned over and took my hand. And I began to talk to him. He began to talk to me. And he said, he began to cry. And he said, Sister Gloria, I wish I was going to be here to see the healing revival. But he said, you're going to be here. And I didn't ask for transference of anointing. I was going to. I mean, I'd be stupid not to. That man's seen more healing than you can shake a stick at. But he looked at me and he said, you have the double anointing for healing. And he said, I wish I could be here. And then he shouted out a thousand times a thousand, times a thousand, times a thousand. Pensacola, Florida. 350 ministers sitting in the front of the building. He said, I want five pastors in your church that the power of God is doing something. Only five of you. All their hands went up. Part of my team that was with me grabbed my hand and stuck it up in the air and I said, stop it. Don't, Don't do, do that. that. I, I said, let them do it. That's fine. I'm a woman. I know that. I know I'm the weaker vessel. I'm not stupid, but I'm the weaker vessel. You guys are tougher than I am. Come on. You could punch me into tomorrow. Hello. I ain't gonna mess with you, I promise you. 
<laughs> he just got that look that you don't want to meet that guy in a dark alley. <laughs> Can I be me? I'm not in the pastoral role right now. I'd be talking different. I can get by with stuff as an evangelist that pastors can't. Come on. Come on. And Brother Kilpatrick said, you right there, you had your hand up. You right there, you're two. You right there, you're three. You right there, you're four. And then he looked at me, and I'm the one that yanked my hand down. He said, didn't you have your hand up? And one of my team grabbed my hand, stuck it. She did. <laughs> he called me up. I was very critical very critical because I saw people do things in that revival that I've never seen I mean they were jerking like crazy and just crazy stuff I mean they were howling at the moon kicking out the lights amen I'm in Texas so I can talk like that and I walked up and I was the last one to speak brother Kilpatrick said uh, what's going on in your church and the people started shouting. There were thousands of people there, and I didn't know why they were shouting. And all of a sudden, I put my hand on the pulpit, and I mean, I began to jerk like the rest of them was jerking. And I said, now, Jesus, I need to straighten up here now. Brother Kilpatrick said, this stuff is real, isn't it? And I said, yeah, it's real. And he said, what happened in your church? I said, a few years ago, I put signs all over the building, big old flames of fire. I mean, in every Sunday school room, I'd have, I've had pastors and people come in and laugh and say, well, what is all that? You look like you're the electric company. Because they, they didn't drive, do these type of fire. They, they, whoever, who, the one I asked to do it is like flames, you know, like that. Like you see on the stove. But they were all over the building, all over that pretty sanctuary. And one early Sunday morning, four o'clock in the morning, God woke me up and he said, Glory, get out of my way. He said, I'm coming and I'm going to step down this morning and it's the beginning of the fire. You asked me for fire. And I mean, listen, every time I prayed, I said, God, I want the fire of God. I want the fire of God. And I even told God, don't let me die in this assembly of God church, God. Don't let me die here. I don't want to die. If they want to die and go be dead, I'm not going to be dead like they are. Because I'm an end time evangelist. I tell God that all the time. As if he didn't know. Come on. You can't get me to die in a church. You want to sit there and not enjoy the presence of God? You go right on ahead, honey. You go ahead and enjoy it. Because I want the presence of God. Because one day I'll stand face to face and I'm going to rule and reign with him uh, as kings and priests forever. We are the remnant. That's my message for this hour. And I'll go all over into Russia and all these nations and I'll take it where I've went. Every year in Bulgaria and Ireland and England and Scotland and Wales and all the Hawaiian islands and Africa. People, you're the remnant. And all of a sudden, Brother Kilpatrick said, what happened? And the people kept shouting, and he tried to quieten them down. People, when the power of God starts moving, it gets out. Pat Robinson heard about it, and they called, and 
they asked me to come and the spirit said no so I didn't go and he said do you mind if we tell it I said you can tell it if you want to Trinity Broadcasting called and said would you come and tell it I said not right now because I don't want you to look for a manifestation I want you to look for God I don't want you to look for a preacher or an evangelist I want you to I want you to feel God I want the miracle to come from him, not say, Pastor Glory, pray for me and I was healed. Shut your mouth. I couldn't heal a ward off an ant. Amen. If he had one. So, Brother Kilpatrick said, Pastor Gloria, what happened in Corpus Christi, Texas? I said, the Lord told me to get out of the way. And he said, this morning, Gloria, my power is going to fall. And many of my people that are here, they were there when that fire fell. I walked in, it, it felt electric, like it feels in this building right here. You're a heritage church. It's not, not because Pastor Gloria came to your area. It was because God heard the cry of his people. In front of that pulpit in Brownsville, Pensacola, Florida. And I said, I got behind the pulpit, the choir was singing. And all of a sudden, I said, oh my God, he's here, he's here. And in that big old sanctuary, those back doors came open and the glory of God rolled into the building. And he said, Gloria, get out of the way, get out of the way. They started dropping from the back of the church. I mean, God slayed children, he slayed, listen, Children, little children, three and four years old, pop on the floor. They were gone. No, he didn't kill them, but they were, they were gone. He could have taken them, but he didn't. He left them because they're a witness to the glory. This morning, you're going to be a witness to the glory. And it has nothing to do with Gloria. It has something to do with his glory. And all of a sudden, I said, I saw it rolling in. And God said, get behind Get at Gloria, Gloria, go down with them. And so I got behind. Back then they had this wooden pulpit, and we still have it. We just have it pushed to the side, and we've got a fancier pulpit that someone bought. I didn't ask them to, but they did. And I dropped behind that pulpit, and a hundred-voice choir was on the platform at Cathedral of the Palms. That's what it used to be called. It's now Venture Church. And as I was sitting there, Bryant Dawson, the beautiful black son of mine and he was playing that keyboard and he looked at me started shaking his head oh god Pastor, oh god oh god oh god because it rolled all the way to the front and when it came upon the platform i was already down here and i got out of the vision of that glory i couldn't look at it and all hundred voice choir and all the i mean from uh, every instrument they were laying listen he fell backwards, feet straight up in the air. Brian, about 6'2", six 6'3". Six the drummers fell off their drums. And that glory stayed in that house till 2 o'clock in the afternoon and no one could move. I made a mistake. I peeked around the corner and God just knocked my lights out for 45 or minutes to an hour. They said... Pastor Gloria, you laid there and your face was just lit up like fire. And whenever I told that, Brother Kilpatrick said to me, 
I know that this is a, a salvation revival. But what's the next revival? The goodness of God will draw to repentance. Are you listening to me? He's better than we are. He loves more than we do. He is love. And I said the next great revival will be a healing revival like the world has never seen. And someone shouted out, souls, souls. I said, shut up. I said healing revival. God will bring the souls in. Come on. Be quiet, I said. Be quiet. Didn't say shut up. Be quiet. God and Brother Kilpatrick said, that's exactly what me and Steve Hill talked about in the office. It's not going to be the salvation revival. It's going to be a healing revival. And God's going to open up the heavens. And God's going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Old men are going to dream dreams. And young men are going to have visions in the last stay and upon your daughters she's been called forth by God he's been called forth by God I could go across this auditorium and tell you every one of the gifts you operate in and gifts that you shouldn't be operated in you say what are you talking about it's time God has visited this house because you prayed sickness can you sing that last part again and I want you to all stretch out your hands Holy Spirit right now I'm going to honor you I'm going to honor you as I lift up the name of Jesus I know that you're going to come down in this auditorium I saw it in Brownsville Father and I saw it many many times I was not in Azusa Street Revival Jesus I wasn't in the one in Wales I wasn't there I wasn't there God but Father, I'm here now. And God, if you want to pour out your spirit on this church, God, you go right Father God, whatever part I have to play in it, all it is is that I spoke your name. So Father, I declare healing in these bodies. Even those maybe that are standing back that need healing, Father. Jesus, stretch forth your mighty hand, that nail-scarred hand, in the mighty name of Jesus. Who is you are the God of all power, and it is your will that my life is here. Lift your hands and receive right now. greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world and father these are your people this is your remnant 
this is what has been left, Father. But God, huh, this garment is going to be added to. God, we're going to grow. We're going to grow again, God. And you're going to draw those that have fallen away that don't want to come back. God, you'll draw new ones in, Father. God, they're going to come from every direction. God has allowed this Greenville area to grow. It was small when I came here. But now you have a huge city here. And I believe right now that you're going to reap the harvest of this city because you are a spirit-filled, spirit-led church. If you can, you can return to your seats. Just keep that going while they're returning to their seats. Sing it again. Weakness can't stay any longer. Jesus. Your perfect love is casting Your perfect love, God. We're putting our past behind us, Father. We're putting our past behind us. We're putting our past behind us. Lift your hands to God right where you're at. Thank you, Jesus. The name of the message today it's to two different groups of people. The first message, I wrote it down last night late, and I got up this morning, and he said, let me give you another title. I said, okay. And when God gave me the second title, I said, God, you already gave me that a few months ago. You spoke that personally to me. He said, that's the second title. The first title is, what will you do when the end comes? Wow. What will you do? Whose side are you going to be on? What will you do when the end comes? Because Jesus is coming. It's in the air. You can literally taste, taste and see that the Lord is so good. You can also smell the fragrance of his presence. So everyone stand to your feet for a moment for reading of the word as we honor the Lord. I've done this for 50 years and I'm not going to stop now. Jeremiah, turn to Jeremiah. Those of you that were here yesterday, you heard what God had to say about Israel and the two daughters. You heard about Israel and you heard about Judah. You heard about it. God called Israel a whore. And then turned around and called Judah a whore. King James says, I think, a prostitute. And for those of you that want to speak properly, a woman of the night. Hmm, be careful. Jeremiah, the fifth chapter, verse number 26. Continuation, but it's going to get better than it did yesterday. For the wicked men are found among my people. What? What? For the wicked men are found among my people. They lurk like fowls flying in wait. They set traps. They catch men. Like a cage full of birds, their houses are full of deceit. Therefore, they have become great. And they become rich. That kind of sounds like our... I won't say that. 
That sounds like things are in control up in Washington. They've become rich, full of deceit and lies. But they've come against the wrong man. You can't come against that God man called Jesus. And he says they're like, it's like a cage. They're full of deceit and they're great and rich. They've grown fat and sleek and they know no bounds in deeds of evil. They judge not with justice. Can you believe that they would let a murderer go free? Can you believe that there's no bond? They rob, they steal, they rape, and they let them out the next day. They kill police officers by the scores. And what do they do? Slap them on the hand and say, well, how about uh, about 100 days in jail? But God said, They're fat and they're sleek and they're rich and they think they're great. They know no bonds and they're evil bounds. Their judges don't have justice. They cause the fatherless to make it prosper. They do not defend the rights of the needy. Shall I not punish them for these things? That's a question to you. Leave them alone, you know. I mean, you know, they haven't been raised right. They don't know. But God said, shall I leave them alone? And God said, not so. If I took Israel down, if I took Judah down, if I took all those things down, and if generation after generation after generation, if he brought a flood, should he not? Punish this generation that is even probably worse than that, maybe. Father, I thank you right now. I pray right now that your Holy Spirit, God, would take full control. That Father, quickly, I would deliver this message. And quickly, Father, that you would move by your Spirit in the name of Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. You can be seated. So he, he begins to talk and he says this, Should I, should I not punish these people. Turn with me over to uh, uh, Jeremiah again, but we're going to look at uh, number two. Now, I could have took, uh, taken uh, Jeremiah 5, 26 through 31, and maybe went on, and you would have seen the wrath of God. But in Jeremiah, the second chapter, in verse number one, and the word of the Lord came to me, that's talking about Jeremiah, uh, saying, go and proclaim the hearing, huh, in the hearing of Jerusalem, for thus saith the Lord, I remember the devotion of your youth, your love as a bride, how you followed me in the wilderness and in the land not sown. Israel was holy to the Lord and the first, first fruit of her harvest. All who ate of it incurred guilt. Huh. Well, that's a strange saying, isn't it? But disaster came upon them, declares the Lord. Why? Because they followed God? No, because they forgot God. They began to walk away. Then it says, Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the clan of the house of Israel. For thus saith the Lord, What wrong did your fathers find in me? Why should a God that created us have to have us say why we've forsaken him? That doesn't make any sense, does it? He gave us everything. He planted a garden east of Eden. 
Huh? Our God's a gardener. He can cause things to grow. I'll tell you a real quick story. <laughs> During the times when the snows came, it killed everything in, in Corpus Christi because we're not used to it. It killed all the palm trees and anything tropical, and which that's everything that we have is tropical up there from hibiscus, you name it. Well, everything died, and all of a sudden, whenever it come time for the season to come back, they didn't come back. You just had to cut it down. And so the nursery business became quite the business, and people became very, very wealthy during that time. Matter of, the, matter of fact, the price of hibiscus and roses and all kind of stuff went up. Why? Because they weren't treated properly. They weren't ready for that much cold. I want to tell you something. We're not ready for this, this much cold either. We're not ready for what's coming. There's a cooling off of the house of God and there's an emptying out of God's house and there's a falling down and going back and getting into sin and forgetting God. But yet God is speaking to Israel here and then he says to Jacob and all the clan of the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord, what wrong did your fathers find in me? In other words, God's saying, is it, is it your daddy? Is it your daddy that didn't do what he should have done? Is it your daddy that didn't go to church? Is it your daddy that would rather go out and play poker? Is it your daddy that decided to go out and drink? Is it your daddy that decided to, uh, to have an affair? Or maybe it was mama. Mama decided not to mess with the kids. Mama decided to take an 18-pack and go to the bedroom and, and lay down all night and leave her children to every device in the house. Whose fault is it? Who can we blame for such travesty? Who can we blame for such neglect? Are you the one? What will be, what will be the end when that end comes for those that have forgotten God? Forgotten that when they, when they have children, they're to raise children in the way they shall go and when they're old, they'll not depart. I preached the gospel because of a mother that laid her hands on her stomach four times and gave birth to four girls at different times. And every one of them, she said, God, use my babies for you, whatever they are. See, back then, they, they couldn't tell what those babies were going to be. And so mama would say, if it's a boy, let him be a king for you. Let him, let, him, let him be a king on this earth and let him be a prophet. And, let him, and then if it's a girl, use her in any way you want to use her God let her be a good wife let her be a good mother but uh, mama said when she laid her hand on my stomach uh, and I was a middle child how many of you know God can take the middle child and do something with it you may come on let me see some middle children in here you're a middle child I told you honey God can take the foolish things of this world to confound the wise and mama said whenever she laid her her hand on my stomach she said I started kicking and she said Gloria until the day that I gave birth to you I was so glad to get you out of my house said none of the kids kick like you did none of them it's like you know I could she said I could rub my stomach and I'd feel the babies lay down and go to sleep not you you kicked you fought all the way you were my hardest delivery go figure that one Worthless. God said, hear the word of the Lord. What is God going to do? What have I done? And he said, what did your fathers find wrong with me? That they went so far from me and went after 
worthlessness is what they say and became worthless you go after worthless things you're going to be worthless you think you can sit back and smoke pot all day oh boy I, I need to turn before I say all this stuff I hope, I hope those aren't in here sip on your wine sister there's nothing wrong with wine you better look in the word God has something to say about strong drink is outrageous how wine is a mocker and whosoever is deceived thereby see anything Satan can use to weaken you he'll do it it might be a woman's voice it might be a touch on your shoulder it might be a man that comes up and says you're looking good honey I had a man come up to me right in front of my church and grab me and kiss me and I said you try that again I'll knock you into it tomorrow with help he said I just always wanted to kiss you I said go kiss what you got another man in Tomball Texas at the age of 32 David was in Oklahoma City we had five businesses going and was prospering and a man walked up to me and Dee Dee was right my daughter was right next to me and he said uh, I'd like to take you out to dinner and I said really I said yeah I'll go Indeed. I said, my husband will be here on Saturday. We'd love to go out on your boat. <laughs> you know, that man never showed up again. I never saw him again. So there's worthless, there's worthless things in the house of God and there's worthless people. You're of no benefit to the kingdom of God unless you yield to the spirit of God. But the moment that you worthless, me worthless at one time in my life, but when I yielded to God, I became gold unto him. I became a diamond in the rough. Huh? Even the kicker in the belly. God said, I can use her for my glory. Even the renegades. Come on. I can use the renegades. I can, come on. I can, I can use the hell raisers. Yes, I can. Come on. I can take them off that motorcycle. I can take them out of that, that my daddy used to call them beer joints. I'll, he can take them out of the beer joint. He can take them out of the back alleys where they're switching drugs, drugs with, with each other. other. They, they can, can take, take, oh, I, I don't, don't want to say, say that, God, God that's, too, that's too tough. These people are too religious in here. If I were to say that, it'd be like the Bible when he called Israel Judah whores. Because they, they went a-whoring after other things beside me. See, it'd be all right if God didn't call us his, his, if he didn't call us his bride. But see, we are the bride of Christ. That's who we are. We cannot turn because we're unhappy. We can't turn because we're going through something. We can't get mad and, and go off in a tangent because things don't go your way or someone says something to you. What a, you, know, you, know what, you know what really makes me mad sometime about Scripture? It just, it, 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 it just almost gets me. And I'm, I'm going to get down here and get in your face. Come on. <laughs> I'm a woman. I like to do that. Just get right in your face. David, I'm talking to you. Would you just look at me? Lay that phone down. I want to talk to you. Come on. Come on. But see, some, sometime you have to understand that we always, we don't get what we want all the time. And there's times that the Spirit of God will begin to move in your life. And then what does he do? From the eons of time, because when God speaks, he's, he already knows it. 
It said when it comes out of his mouth, it's settled. It doesn't come back. And so God knows all about it. But when God said, you're to love your enemies, you're to do good to them that despitefully use you. And this is the one, this is the kicker. I love this one. Mama, you're going to love this one. All you women are going to love this. Do you women preach at your husbands? Please do. Behave. <laughs> Behave, my son. <laughs> Come on. But isn't it, isn't it something? God tells us to love people that's stolen from us, cheated on us, not paid us back, cussed us out. I'll tell you, it's real bad whenever a president of a bank will cuss you out. President of a bank. I heard a president cussing someone to get out of my bank, and I thought, is that is that a president of a bank? He doesn't belong in there. He can escort them out with, with security, but to cuss them? But you know what God had the audacity to do? God, I just said that, had the audacity to do and put that in there just for me, just for you. You got to forgive those they want to borrow from you. Don't close up your bowels of compassion. That's King James. That's a weird saying. Don't close up the bowels of your compassion to continue to love. Even though everyone does you wrong, love them anyway. You don't know my mother-in-law, my ex-mother-in-law. How You can't love her. Surely, God, you don't even love her. <laughs> Come on. Surely not. Come on. How can, how can I love that boy that, that's stolen half of, half of his inheritance? Don't even seem, don't even care about me. How can I love my kids? How can I love my ex and my ex and my ex and the other ex? How can I love them? And I'm just looking for love, but honey, you were looking in all the wrong places. If you'd have waited on God, you may have got what God intended it for you. Amen. He may have put a bride or a husband by your, by your side that would have been faithful and loved you, and you would come on. Huh. You say, do you and David ever get into it? Occasionally. But I go one direction, he goes the other. I'll go in the bedroom, turn the TV on, and lock the door. I'm, I'm going to torment him. That's exactly, I'm going to torment him. I don't lock the door. But he'll get in his pickup and go sit in his pickup. I came out the other day, and he's in the pickup. I said something he didn't like, and it was, are you going to fix that crack over there anytime soon? <laughs> Don't laugh too loud now. <laughs> you got to go home with that guy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and anyway, I waited a while, and God started speaking to me. He said, Gloria, and here's the scripture. Gloria, walk in love at all times. And all that lies within you, live at peace with all men. But remember, love never fails. <laughs> But God, I, he said, Gloria, that's not just for everyone else and not for you. That's for you. He said, David's out in the pickup. You know, it's real hard when you got discernment sometime because you know it. I knew where he was at. I didn't go out there and get him for three hours because I knew where he was at. He was out there listening to Willie Nelson. I know Willie's Roadhouse. I know what he was doing. Listen. When I was in here the other day, I think I think I was in here the other day that we were between here and, and somewhere, I think uh, New Mexico, I had listened to On the Road Again so many times. 
and I found myself singing on the road again. Come on. That's one thing to get on the Elvis station on Sirius and listen to You ain't number hound dog. Now, you know, I can handle that, especially when he sings Love Me Tender. Y'all still with me? I got to listen to that song, and I looked at David, and I said, David, would you pull over at that truck stop? We're quite a ways from Albuquerque for revival. And I said, he said, okay, you want something to drink? And I said, no, I'm writing a new song. He said, oh, okay. Pulled off the road. He said, uh, you going to sing it out loud? And I said, yeah, out loud. On the road again. It's so good to be on the road again. Sharing Jesus so with all my friends. It's so good to be on the road again. And as I travel down, I changed keys. As I travel down this gospel road, I tell them how that Jesus can lift their heavy load. I'm on the road again. Sing it with me. <laughs> Not really. So God, so God tells us what happened. What happened to them? What happened to you? And they did not say, they didn't ask for anything. They, they didn't ask for when they were going through things, when they became worthless. Verse number six. They did not say, where's the Lord? Where's the one that brought us up out of the land of Egypt? Who led us in the wilderness? Who's the one that was by that bedside when you needed him? Who's the one when you cried out to him and needed a job and he was there? Who? Where's the one that supplied your need? Where's the one when your heart was broken and you were shattered and you were angry? Jesus said, be angry and sin not. Do not be angry. You people, you have to conquer that. And so God says here, he said, you didn't ask for the Lord, the one that brought you out of the Egypt, the one that led you into the wilderness in the land of deserts and pits. Honey, God knows how to help you, keep you from falling. And in the land of drought, we're in that right now, and deep darkness, praise God. Some people are praying, and we're getting some rain, but some, some of you are praying for rain in the wrong places. I'm not going there with that one. In the land of drought and deep darkness, there's deserts, there's pits, there's wilderness, wild animals, things that will tear you apart, your family apart, your life apart, your churches apart, your nation apart. In the land of drought and deep darkness, in the land of none passes through, none pass through. Why aren't we calling on God, church? What happened to prayer? Come on. The Lion of Judah. How about calling on him? Why don't you listen to him roar? Don't tell him what to do. Listen to him roar. Let him be who he is. I don't know if you know this or not. God said, let the wheat and the tares grow together. And today in your office, you know what God, as he gave that little song, I've written hundreds and hundreds of songs, but that song that God gave this morning, all of a sudden I looked at my daughter and I said, you know what that just said? That says the lion is laying down. See, in, in the wilderness, the lion lays down. Why? Because he's no threat. Nothing threatens him. He has no rival. Huh. He knows how to get out of the way of the elephant, but the elephant even has to be careful 
with a bunch of lions. People, we're going to have to be careful. We're going to have to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We're going to have to learn to train our mouths. That's the reason last night if someone got offended because I prayed for people of another color or people that were uh, like Brother Dohi who is from Japan and, and then people that, that uh, were Spanish and, and from Asia and different places. We're going to have to be careful what we say. But see, it's more than it's more than just saying, I love you. Something has to happen on the inside of you that loves everybody because God's in the skin business. He loves skin. He created every man. And I want to tell you something. huh? The white man bleeds just like the black man and the, and the yellow man. Come on. And I don't care whether you're polka dot or who you are. Doesn't make any difference. You might be a lot of different things. But people, the church has to get back to the church. And it has to be the church again. We have to be the bride again. We have to stand up again. We have to walk in the anointing again. We have to depend upon God again instead of an stem and a government that has got us so deep into debt will we want listen our children will still be in that debt and right now they're saying we're going to tax everyone over 400,000 what about the billionaire what about the millionaire several times over are they going to tax him are they going to uh, are they going to look, look into, into his dealings, dealings? are, are they, they going to do, do that? that no they're, they're going to uh, they're, they're going to get, get the middle child, child. are you listening to me they, they don't care about the store kid. They're going to get the middle man, the one that works hard, the one that labors to, to feed his family. That's the one that the devil's after. You're not even fighting against a government. Fit into that. If we do, we'll answer to God. And he said, and in the land that none passes through where no man dwells, verse number seven, but I have brought, he said, I, and I brought you into a plentiful land. To enjoy its fruit and its good things. But when you came in, you defiled my land. Someone says, <laughs> said the other day, Pastor, those that are coming from California, New York, and this, and I said, don't even go there. I said, pray for them. Pray for them. Huh? If they're in a wicked land, if they're in a wicked city, if they're in a wicked condition, pray for them. Pray them into the churches. Why is it you don't want them in your church? Why don't you want them in your church? Why don't you want the black, the white, the green, the yellow? Why don't you want the drug? Why don't you want the prostitute in your house? Why don't you want the drug pushers? Why don't you want them? I want to tell you something. If you'll learn to have the heart of God, you'll go after everything that's breathing. I got in trouble when I took the church in Corpus. I was used to having liberty as an evangelist. And so I went on instantly, went on television on an NBC station. Then went on the radio stations, and I began to minister, and I said, if you've got breath, you're welcome. And I started a war in Corpus Christi. The black churches said, you don't need to go to that lady's church. The Southern Baptist said, she's of the devil. She's a witch. Women don't preach. One called me, a big Baptist, Southern Baptist preacher, said, I'd like to debate you on the air. I said, I can debate you anywhere you want to debate, but I'm not going to debate you because God says we are not to debate about his doctrine. I'm going to love you even though you're a mean spider. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you until, 
And you know what? I made friends with him. It took 15 years to make friends. But the only, sometimes it takes a while. See, the problem is you're in too big of a hurry to settle things. You're in too big of a hurry. You're in too big of a hurry to say, she don't act like us. Honey, I don't act like none of you. You know why? I've got a different handprint than the rest of you have. I've got a different DNA in the natural than you've got. Come on. I've got Dutch, Irish, and Indian. Come on. If the Irish can't fight you, the Indian can take your scalp off. Amen. <laughs> and the Dutch are going to stand back and say, bring it on, baby. Come on. God's trying to tell this generation, when did you leave God out? When wasn't he enough? Why are you listening to this stuff out here? We're in the last day, people. How's your end going to be? Now I need to flip the switch here real quick. God said, I'm going to open again the wells of revival. When God gave me this two months ago, God said, Gloria, I'm going to open the ancient wells of revival all over the world. I said, oh, God, I know what that means. God, please use me. You don't have to look anywhere else, God. You can use me. That's the reason I walked up. I walked up to Brother Harris, Pastor Harris, and said, oh, you can't retire yet. It ain't time yet. I mean, listen, he's, he's a mean Holy Ghost machine. I saw him punch a guy. Listen, he punched him. I mean, punched him. He, he absolutely I was praying, casting the devil out of him. He was laying on the floor, and we are casting the devil out of him. And it, that devil wasn't coming out fast enough. Well, he wanted it to come out faster. And I was, I was young back then. I didn't know you could slug people like that. Man, I slap them around all the time now. <laughs> no, because I know they hit back. But all of a sudden, this guy, this guy right here, he, he doubled up his fist, and I thought, what are you going to do with that? He's going, thank you, Jesus. No, he didn't. He said, come out of it. He punched him three times. And I said, stop that. He's going to throw up. He said, there comes that devil. <laughs> so wells of revival. What happens when a whale starts being dug again? What happens when the Philistines, huh? What happened when they covered all the wells of Jacob? I'm not going to go into all these scriptures. I've got about 80 of them. Come on. <laughs> can't, can't do it. What happens when revival breaks out? I'll tell you what happens. When the fire fell years ago, Cathedral of the Palms, three fire trucks, First alarm fire came by. We're in there laying out under him the spirit. David happened to go out into the lobby right before the fire fell. I didn't even tell him what was going to happen because I didn't know. God just said, get out of the way. Sometimes God doesn't have to explain to you by the letter what he's going to do. Well, once I hear from God, you know, sometimes God just says, wait. And you don't like that, wait. You say, God, do you have anything else to say? Just wait, wait. <laughs> And then you take it in your own hands. But David went out into the foyer with a, a young man named David Garza. And David said a fire truck came and pulled into our parking lot. David walked out and he said, what's going on? 
And he said, we've got reports there's a fire in this place. Now, remember, God said, get out of the way. Remember, he rolled in from the back, the cloud of his glory, and people were slain. hundred-voice choir collapsed, and we were in there for hours. People couldn't move. They'd try to get up, and they would laugh, couldn't get up. Huh? Come on. And so David said, there, there's no fire. They said, well, there's a report. There's a fire up there. And then the second truck pulled in. A couple of minutes later, they had, had ladders out, and third pulled in. He said, hey, we've got people calling all over this area. Are y'all ready for this? I don't care if you believe it or not. I know it's true. Huh? And all of, a, all of a sudden, they're climbing up the ladders, and they told David, listen, we've got to go in the church. They said that in, in that the place is, is burning from the top and, and, and it's leaping, flames are leaping everywhere. And David said, you're not going in the church. There is no fire in the church. He said, sir, we've got to go in the church. He said, I'm telling you, David walked in, looked, and he's seen people laying everywhere, mass killing. <laughs> he said, I mean, everyone, I mean, I mean, listen, Dawson played that out good. Bryant Dawson really played it, the keyboard player. He was lame with his feet straight up in the air, he fell off the piano bench like you got shot. And every child, there was not a crying child in the building. There was only five people, five people sitting up, and they were sitting up toward the back. They were old people, but they were all drooped over like this. Like, God put me down easy, you know, type thing. It's kind of like her hollering, it hurts. <laughs> and anyway, David said, no. He said, well, I, I don't understand it. They left. Almost 20 years, you couldn't hardly get into my church. This ministry went around the world. The doors opened everywhere. Finance came from everywhere. We had everything we need. And then a few years down the road, David gets up and said, Gloria, I had a vision or a dream. And he said, honey, in the dream. I pulled in and the parking lot was so jam-packed full and people were standing outside and they couldn't get in. And they had even taken his personal parking place, which is called Gloria Fajardo because I ride with him. Pastor Gloria. He said, they even took my, I had to park way over on the pediatric center. <laughs> David Doe, he knows, Dr. David knows what I'm talking about. And uh, he said, but in the dream, Gloria, I said, I walked in and people everywhere and said, where's Pastor Gloria? I said, she's back in her office with doctors. He's the second or third of doctors that have witnessed so many miracles. But he said, there's a lot of doctors in Pastor Gloria's office. David told me the dream, and I said, well, honey, I, I don't understand that. Eight years later, Kiyokamal, Washington, Eli Moreno. Eight years later, I was crying out in front of the church. I said, God, what has happened? 
What has happened to the church? Why are they not hungry for God? God, why aren't evangelists now? You know, I'm an evangelist, and I would, I would always go out, but when I took the church, I didn't take on meetings like I used to. And I said, God, what's wrong with the church? What's wrong? Pastors are calling me saying, Pastor Glory, can you come? Can you come and hold revival? I said, honey, I really can't because I've got some things going on in the church. I'll come when I can. I can, I can stay three or four days maybe at the most. God, what's happening to the church? And God, why am I not seeing your miracle hand? God, why? Why is it I have to go somewhere else to see it and I can't see it in my own house? God, why would you waste my life in a church? I've got to go tell people. And I get a call from Yakima, Washington, said, could you please come? We've got a huge tent that will seat eight to 800 to 1,000. And we're gonna be on the campground in Yakima, Washington. Could you please come for four days? I said, I'll be there. I've got several, I'll be there. We went, I took Bryant Dawson and his son, always take musicians where I go, and singers. And First speaker spoke. First day, it was good. Second day, it was really, really good. Just I could feel something building. I love it when you feel something building. It's kind of like when the cake is almost done. You're going to get to eat it. And I've got the icing ready. Buttercream with pecans. That's what I'm feeling in this building right now. I'm feeling that same. I would not be here if God had not spoken. I wouldn't have left my church. I would not do it. Why? Because we're in the middle of a, middle of a, middle of a, middle of a. Churches are emptying out. Corpus Christi is mostly Spanish and, and a lot of them are Catholics. And we have this fire station right in the middle of all that. And all of a sudden... He said, uh, Pastor, you're going to uh, you're going to speak Thursday morning. I said, that's fine. That's fine. I was enjoying it. Thursday morning, I stepped into the house. I could feel the presence of God. It was so strong, so strong. I preached on the fire of God again. See, when God does something for you, you need to tell it over and over and over till people get so sick of hearing about your miracle. You need to tell, yeah, I know about that. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you again. Because you are made an overcomer by your testimony. And what if, listen, if God drug you out of a dark, deep pit, you need to tell what God has done. You don't need to give all the details about the pit you were in, but you still need to say, he picked me up, turned me around. He set my feet on solid ground. Come on, that's who he is. And so I preached and the power of God was strong. Sunday afternoon. I went back and someone had stolen a piece of jewelry out of the room that the ladies, women had given me from women's ministry. I was mad when I went to church. I was mad when I was underneath all that tent. I said, those poor ladies worked so hard to give me that beautiful little ring. And the Lord said, Gloria, take, take the spoiling of your good lightly. Preach the message. 
I stepped on the platform in Yakima, Washington, in that 800 seat tent or 1,000 seat tent. And I remember I walked from where I was standing and stood right here and took my stuff out and I looked out. You don't know when God's going to show up. I promise you, you can't plan it. You can't put it in a box and put a ribbon on it and undo it and say we made all these plans. Honey, God will mess you up so bad. Your chicken will get cold in the kitchen and uh, the cake you fix for that, that occasion will flop right in the middle and the kids will cry. You and your husband will fight all the way to the church because God is getting ready to step down. When the lion in the natural is laying in front of a bunch of goats or a bunch of sheep or a bunch of in, in, in any type of an animal and they're just laying there, they're not afraid of them. But the moment the lion starts roaring, the moment the groan begins to come, can I preach a little bit longer? The moment... The groan begins to come from heaven. And it says that the, the violent taketh it by force, but in heaven they are moaning and growing to wit, to wit, the remnant, to wit, the redeeming, the wit, the coming home of the church. They're, they're, way, huh? they're, they're waiting, waiting to get the party started. Amen. Amen. They're waiting. Come on. They're, they're waiting for the church. church. The Father is gone. The Father is sitting there looking in all his fatherly wisdom, knowing the time and the season. And Jesus is, come on, his feet are moving right now the lion is starting to roar why because he knows he's not going to leave us in this state he knows he's going to open the windows of heaven and he knows he's going to pour out his spirit upon the earth and when we leave here you're going to know that we have exited you're going to know we're gone you're going to say where is that where is that that gray haired guy that 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 multicolored head uh, where's where's that guy i went to his church i felt a power of God. Where's that crazy wife of his that acts like she's playing in a soccer match? Who is that? Come on, they do that in a soccer match. Come on. Where that? Where's the little lady that used to love me? Who's uh, Where's that lady used to take me to church? It's going to be too late because the lion has already roared and the enemy has already bowed at his feet. Come on. When's it going to happen? I don't know. I just know I'm here. I showed up for the luncheon. I ate your chicken last night. Come on. But I stepped behind the pulpit. I have told this all over, all over Europe, and revival is still moving in Europe. And it's been 20 years. Churches have been rebuilt and built again. But in Yakima, Washington, standing behind the pulpit, ready to preach, to do my thing. God said, tell them God is in the place. God's here. I stood up. And I said, people, I don't know what this is about, but I'm going to follow it. People, God is in the house. God is here. Not sung in a song. Healing is here. Yeah, we know that. But God said, God's here. He said, tell everyone in this building, start with men that need to repent, do it now. Run! 
They ran and filled the whole front of that, that tent. I mean, thick, thick line of them. I said, God, don't you tell me what to do. I said, Pastor, you take care of that. I said, God, tell me what to do. Lady on the sixth row, you've got cancer. They've only given you six months to live. Get down here. I'm not praying for you yet. Just get down. You're over there. You're over there. You're going through a horrible divorce. God said, let him go. He's been with that woman many years. Let him go. Back over there. That one's got diabetes. They have sores all over their body. Get up here. And when I got through, I just stepped over people. All that bunch. They were laying everywhere, crying out to God. Down the aisles, I was doing this all through this, praying for people. In Okamaw, Washington in a big tent. Next to, next to the tent was a brand new, huge auditorium. Seats like 25,000 that they just got the roof on. I could see it in, in the shadow of that tent. And the fairgrounds, they had all kind of stuff going on, rodeos going on, but we had a tent right in the middle. And I was going through this, praying for people, and all of a sudden, people said, Pastor, I didn't get up first. That's all right. Pray for them. And next thing I knew... I saw fire trucks coming. God said, Gloria, don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. And I kept praying. There's nowhere else to lay them. There's nowhere else to put them. There's nowhere else to sit. What am I going to do, God? I'm only one person, God. I said, can I call someone to help me? He said, no. I said, what do I do? He said, take them out on the yard. I said, you guys go out there. All the rest of them were slayed. They couldn't slain. They couldn't get up. I walked outside that tent, and I started praying. Fire trucks started coming. The first fire truck, God said, don't be distracted, Gloria. And next thing I know, I see people running from all over that campground. They were running as if it was a main event. They, you asked Eli Moreno, call him. He'll tell you. Come on. People, when God begins to move, it's got to be told. You got to, you've got to stir up the saints. It's not, come on, you got to stir them up, let them realize the power that lies within them. You've got power to back off darkness. You just feel like, I can't do anything. No, you can't, but you have a God in you. When you call on his name, he dispatches angels at your disposal. Are you listening to me? And so I kept praying. People were running from everywhere. second one came through. And I thought, well, it must be over, over in another part of the, the, the big fairgrounds. There's a lot of building. And I just kept praying. And all of a sudden, here, here comes the, the third one. one. He, he said, don't, don't lose your focus. And guess, guess what happened? Had the Yakima, Washington people laying everywhere running. And they were running toward the tent. And I just started... You want that? Boom. You want that? Boom. You want that? Boom. You want... And all over that grass... People were laying, and guess what happened? To proper pastor glory that has to have everything matching and makeup on perfect, and it's running off down the side of my face right now. But the sprinkler system come on. And I said, God, you got to be kidding. He said, keep praying till they quit coming. Quit praying. Keep praying until they start coming. 
People, they're coming. I promise you. A few years down the road, Eli Moreno called me. He said, do you remember, Pastor Glory, when we sat out in my car and said, I'm tired of pastoring? I saw, I saw all this, and it looks so wonderful to be an evangelist. I said, I'm a pastor, too. He said, yeah, but I feel like I need to leave. I said, do not leave, Eli. God's not through with you here. I said, God didn't send this fire for no reason, and I told him about the fire that had failed eight years prior. See, you want, to, you want God to do it in your timing. And if he doesn't do it in your timing, I'm going to the Dairy Queen. Come on. That's the way we are. I can go to Whataburger. Yeah. Went back to the hotel. Can I finish this? I, I need more than that. Can I finish this? Went back to the hotel. I just barely got night clothes on, got in bed. Turned out the light, took a deep breath, just barely went off into ever, 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 wherever land. <sighs> Pastor Gloria, Pastor Gloria, Pastor Gloria. I said, Bryant, shut up, it's four o'clock in the morning. You gotta come to the church. I said, why? Brother Eli's gotta talk to you. I said, why? He said, I can't, I can't tell you, you just got to come. His son's crying. He, I thought someone died. I thought literally I killed somebody. Either that or they drowned supernaturally from the sprinkler system. I, listen, I, I, look, I look like a, a wet puppy. Whenever I got home, I looked in the mirror and went, oh, my God. I had long, real long hair back then. and My hair was stringy. Makeup was like this. I looked like something out of the Adams family. He said, come back. So I went back, and I said, are, are we going to the campground? No, we're coming to the church. Pulled in the church, and there's cars parked everywhere. I walked in, and they had big, long tables, because that's where they'd take us back to eat after the service. And I walked in, and the whole bunch of bawling. I mean, crying. I walked in, and Eli said, oh, Pastor Gloria. You're not going to believe what just happened. I said, fire trucks. No, I, I asked first. I didn't say I said that second. I said, what's wrong? Did, did someone die? Did something happen? He said, no, you're not going to believe the fire chief was here. I said, fire trucks. I told Eli, do not leave that place because you'll be in that auditorium because of the move of God. Don't take lightly what is happening here right now. What part in this, I don't know I have. I have it right now. I have it right now and tonight. But I'm telling you one thing. You've got a choice to be two different people. You can either be the one that digs the well and finds the spring of water, not the cistern, not the one that is blocked up. You read the story yourself. Jacob's well was literally filled. The Philistines filled it because they didn't want any cattle coming in. They were hoarding it to themselves. Does that remind you of something today? It's every man for himself. People, if we, the church, don't stand up, our nation is in trouble. We are in so much trouble. 
were in deep kimchi. That means pineapple rhymes. When I was in Hawaii, someone said, deep kimchi, I said, what is that? That sounds like a curse word. Is that a Hawaiian curse word? I said, no, that's just pineapple rinds. We grow pineapples here. You have a choice. You, you can, can have, have perfect, perfect peace. Or how is your end going to come? Or are you going to be the one that finds the last well that has the stream that is eternal that will come out of it? Jacob's last well, Jacob's last well that his servants dug, not Abraham, he was already gone. I mean, uh, Isaac, I'm sorry, Isaac, Abraham and Isaac. But anyway, those wells that, that, that were filled, when they found the last ones and they dug, dug that last well, the servants, they found a spring of living water. Are you ready? Everyone stand. I don't know if uh, your media people can put this on. If they can, they can. I want you to write some things and, and you're gonna remember this. <clears throat> Whenever you finally make up your mind, you're going to turn and you're going you're to go after God again. You're going to seek his face like never before. You're going to dust off the Bible. You're going to go back to the altar. You're going to come back. You're going to serve God with all your heart. You're going to see what part you play in this. The ancient wells of revivals, God said to me, and he's saying it to you. He said, I'm going to revisit the ancient wells of revival. That means all over this nation, all over the nations where all his ministers has ministered. Anywhere the power has fallen, the spirit comes in the fullness in a house that wants him. That's where he comes. You can expect resistance, but dig deeper. You're gonna have to cry out in prayer and dig deeper. You don't want a cistern. You want a spring well. Number three, you'll get a breakthrough, and it'll break through darkness. Number four, there'll be an awakening like the world has never seen, and you will be a part of that. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, just lift your hands just for a moment. You say, well, that's, that's just kind of, a preacher's lingo. No, it's not. The words of Jesus. There's none like you, Lord. And God, when you begin to move, God is so glorious. And Father, I thank you right now, God. I believe this is the beginning of a brand new house here at Crossroads. And I believe it's going to affect everyone around them. A prophecy came not too long ago, and the prophecy was this. And Mike, you'll, you'll appreciate this. God said, my spirit is not going to fall. It's not going to fall in every church. Only those, only those that have sought my face 
only those who have bowed their knee to me. And the ones that I'm going to use, says the Lord, are the hungry. Those that want more of me. He said, I don't want you to be like those who had lost their houses and their land. Over in the book of Isaiah 57, 19, and it says, To him that is near, saith the Lord, I will heal him. But to those that have drawn away from me, I will take their houses and I will take their lands away from them because they did not acknowledge the greatness of the God that created them. So Father, right now, all over this building, it's 1247, we're gonna be back here tonight. Just bow your head right where you're at. We'll have an altar service tonight. Let's, let's, let's let this be a repentance time. Can we do that? I just, all over this building, I, I just want you to start repenting. If you need to get away from someone and kneel somewhere, that's fine. If not, do it right where you're at. But I just want you to close your eyes right now. And I want you to ask God to forgive you for putting other things ahead of him. I want you to ask God to forgive you for fearing what the future holds. I want you to get a hold of God right now in the way that you do it. Say, Father, use me. Oh, God, use me, God. God, pour out your spirit, God. And God, just use me. God, I surrender. I surrender, God. I surrender, God. Forgive me, Father. Forgive me, God, for caving in and giving in to the gods of this world. And God, the lies that, that are coming out of every station, God. And God, God, even our government, God, and things that are going awry. And Father, all the violence and all the things, God, and the killings and all the things that are happening, Father. Oh God, right now, God, Father, we lift up righteousness. God, these are righteous people. God, these are good people. These are hungry people. They would not sit here and listen to this if they were not, Father. And God, if huh? If I was in another place, God, and you didn't give me this type of message, I would never preach it. Because, God, they're not ready. They'll cast their pearl before swine. And, God, you don't want them to do that. You want them to win souls for your kingdom. It's all about souls. It's all about people's lives. It's not about a Democrat. It's not about a Republican. It's not about an Independent. God, it's about you. And God, I know we're at a strategic time in America and around the world. Father, the nations of the world right now are saying, Pastor Gloria, you got to come back. you got to come back. But God, there's a timing. And I say unto you, says the Lord, it is time. Don't say there's a timing. It's time, says the Lord. I have ordained this house. This house is mine, says the Lord, and you are mine. Whether you acknowledge me or not, you are mine, says the Lord. And I am calling you by my spirit, and I'm calling you mine, says the Lord. But you have to become a servant. You have to become a servant, says the Lord. Until you become a servant, you can't be used. It's time for my glory to be seen in the earth. Why not here, says the Lord? Why not let me be in charge, says the Lord, for it is time and I have chosen you. You are the chosen one, says God. I've 
chosen you in this city. It's time. Does anyone want to respond to that at all? You want to walk forward on that one? See if I want to come forward on that. I'm going to end it on this. Here and on. Thank you, thank you, sir. That touch. I'm here. That's that's his heart. That's her heart. I can see it. This is their heart. It's time. Whatever you have to repent of, people, I repent all the time. Come on. There's nothing wrong with asking God to forgive you for not reading his word enough or praying enough or obeying his voice. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. The only one to hear your voice. Hanging on every word. Lift your hands and start praising Come on. Come on. You can eat any time. You can sleep any time. This is your time of visitation. People, this is your time of visitation. Come on. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. We only want to hear your voice. Hang it on every word. That's all right. There's always going to be resistance. Come on, there was resistance at those wells. Each well had a name, and I didn't go into all that. Come on, come on. People know resistance. Come on, if we don't fight, who's going to fight? If you don't be the one, who's going to be the one? Come on, are you the remnant or not? Are you ready? Are you ready? You want the church of this world? You want to follow the crowd? Jesus never followed the crowd. The crowd followed him. Huh? Come on. Jesus never. He never ever followed the crowd. The crowd followed him. Huh? He doesn't owe us anything. He owes you nothing. He owes you nothing. Me nothing. He laid down on a cross. When he said it's finished, he meant it. But he called you. He singled you out. He laid his hand on you. He said, I need you. I need you in this generation. Man, you're a big old guy. You're strong. But God needs you. You need his strength. She needs your strength. But God needs you, honey. God's calling teachers. I want to tell you something. Honey, you need to, you need to, you need to put on your priest dress. You need to walk out of your house and say, God, lead me. Lead me. Lead me. Baby, don't let God use you. Come on. When I go, I don't want anything left of me. Spirit of living God, Spirit of living God.
gonna use you. He's gonna use you if you want to. He's gonna use you. All you have to do is just open your mouth. Open your mouth. Go to Walmart. God will lead you to somebody. Come on. Come on. Go to a restaurant. God will say, won't you go pay for their lunch and huh? Don't just go do it. Hear God. Lift your hands one more time. I'll let you go home. Fire! Fire! Come on, shout it out. Fire! We want your fire, God. We want your fire. We can't do it by ourselves. We need you. Holy Spirit, we need you. Come on, shout it out. Holy Spirit, we need your fire. We need you, God. We don't need church. We need your fire. Come on, it's not church. You need to come to church for the fire. God's not going to chase you down. Now listen to me. The only thing that I can tell you is going to be a hot town in the old town tonight. The Spirit of the Lord is already here. I have no idea what God's going to do. What God's going to do tonight? Call everybody you know. Let's pack this house out. You're a witness. That's who you are. This is your hour to witness. You can't. How dare you come to church by yourself? You need listen. You need to send a love letter to your postman and say, I love you so much. I want you to come to church. I'd like to see you go to heaven with me. Just invite them. Bring them to church tonight. Amen. Pastor, you want it? I hope you can feel what we feel in this house right now. The Lord has built the stage foundation for what he's doing he's taking this church to another level and what you have received last night and tonight is the foundation of where he wants us to go unashamedly unreservedly could you with me right now just surrender all the fear, all the doubt, all of what you're afraid it's going to cost you. Father, thank you. We surrender to your beautiful, perfect wheel in this house. We surrender to the glory of God. Thank you. Lord, let the fire fall. In Jesus' name, we receive. We receive. 
want you to be in prayer this day. I want you to do as you've been instructed. Go get someone and get them to the house. Don't invite them. Ask them what it would take to get them here. Amen. Guys, going to put the announcements up. You are dismissed right now. God bless. We'll see you back here, 6 o'clock. Doors will be open if you want to come in early. Doors will be open at 5 if you want to come in and pray. God bless.